Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Today, as we continue our series on eternal rewards, we're going to look at the crown of rejoicing. This is a reward that comes to those who maintain a genuine selfless love for souls, not just an obligation. When it's not just about your own salvation or reward, be it temporary or eternal. When you labor, not just for the love of God only, but a true heart of love and compassion for those you labor to bring into the kingdom as though they were your own family saved from damnation. Not as one who builds his own kingdom to have men under him, as many in ministry often do, but one who loves the lost and labors in love to see them saved and be there to rejoice with them as they receive their eternal rewards, knowing that you had part in it, as a proud parent does, over their children's achievements, not competing with them but helping to complete them. In Luke chapter 15, verse 4, we read, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost, until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing, And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over the ninety and nine just persons, which needeth no repentance. And also, what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she loses one, and doth light a candle, and sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it, and when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you that there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. The passage continues by giving us the story of the prodigal son. Next, the one who left his father and took his inheritance and squandered it. And he was away from the family for a season until he came to a place of brokenness and repentance. And when he came to his senses, he ran back to his father. And when his father saw him at a distance, he ran to him and hugged him and loved him, put a robe and a ring on him, called him back in and told his servants to butcher a fatted calf and to throw a celebration that there would be rejoicing that this son was home again. Yet his brother, who had not wandered, began to question and get a little envious and say why so much love for him I didn't do any of these things he is so wicked for the way he treated you he didn't understand it there was no rejoicing 
my friend, remember what the scriptures say. It says to weep with those who weep, but to rejoice with those who rejoice. How much more rejoicing in heaven when the father receives one of his lost children back in. Again, my friend, we've got to have a desperation for souls, more so even for those who used to be among the brethren but fell away. It's so easy to get hard-hearted when we know that they should know the truth and they should not be doing what they are doing. They know that they're hurting the father's heart. They've hurt their brethren in the church. They've done so many wicked things. They're not worthy of our compassion anymore. No, my friend, actually God gives a special reward to those who are willing to endure and press on and keep fighting for the ones that everybody else has forgotten because God is still seeking after them. He is willing to leave the 99 to find the one, to empty the house, to find the one that fell through the cracks, to expend all of the resources and labors of the rest of the family to celebrate the return of a prodigal who's come back to him. Oh, if we labored with him, we would have that sense of rejoicing. He rejoiced as he carried that lost sheep in, and then he says, rejoice with me. He loves all of his children, but how much more when one that is stolen from the enemy comes back into the family? On the final day, will we want to be found like that prodigal son's brother, to be the one who whined and complained and caused problems and made it uneasy for him to return to the family? Or do we want to have a crown of rejoicing? Do we want to be one of the servants who is rejoicing with the father, who is preparing a meal and a celebration for the prodigals that made it into the kingdom? The ones nobody thought could be reached. The ones that broke your heart like the prodigal did. The ones who left you scars, like that shepherd might have got going after that lost sheep. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, it says, But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. For neither at any time use we flattering words, as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness, which encompasses envy and greed. God is our witness. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you, nor yet of others, when we might have even had the right to be burdensome as the apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you, even so as nurses cherishing her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, We are willing to have imparted unto you, not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because ye were dear unto us. For ye remember, brethren, our labor and travail for laboring night and day, because that we would not be chargeable unto you. In other words, they were willing to labor night and day. They worked to pay their own way and still ministered unto them free of charge because they didn't want to be chargeable to them. They wanted to be able to speak the truth without them having to say, you're a hireling. They wanted to be able to bring them into the kingdom no matter what it cost them. 
for they labored night and day that we would not be chargeable to any of you. We preached unto you the gospel of God. You are a witness of this and God also. How holy and justly and unblameably we have behaved ourselves among you who believe. As ye know how we exhort and comfort and charge every one of you as a father does to his children. That ye would walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. And for this cause also thank we God without ceasing because when ye received the word of God which ye heard of us, you received it not as the words of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believeth. He's saying that because of the witness that he had been just like a good father to his children, he was willing to correct them. He was willing to instruct them. He was willing to work and labor and take care of them and not leech off of them because he had represented himself as a good father willing to do whatever was necessary to bring these children into the kingdom, even at his own cost and labor and expense like a good dad does. Because of this, he said, you have to believe the words that I am preaching to you, that they are of truth. And you did. You believed my character because you knew that I loved you. He said, and because of it, you received my words as the words of God and not as of men. You didn't question them even when you wanted to. Skipping down to verse 17, he continues, but we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, but not in heart endeavor the more abundantly to see your face with great desire wherefore we would have come unto you even i paul once and again but satan hath hindered us for what is our hope our joy our crown of rejoicing are not even ye in the presence of the lord jesus christ at his coming for ye are our glory and joy Paul loved them as his children and he could no longer get to them. But he said, I will see you again at the great white throne judgment. And there will be a crown of rejoicing for me as I see you enter into the kingdom. I'm going to rejoice with the heavenly father, just like the father, because I've been a father to the fatherless. I'm going to dance with him when he receives the reward of his suffering, the return of his lost children. And in Revelations chapter 21, verse 4, it says, And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Everything that was done, every mistake, is forgotten. Just like that prodigal son, he's going to celebrate with great rejoicing, and us with him, if we participated in this laboring. So Lord, help us to have patience in this race of faith. Lord, help us to not just seek to get into heaven, but help us to plunder hell in the process. Lord, help us to not just go for the easy ground where the seeds are just cast out, Lord, and it just grows on its own and they stick it out, Lord, but give us endurance and a heart for those that you are longing for, Lord, the sheep that have strayed and gone away. Lord, give us wisdom in how to seek after them to bring them back into the kingdom. Oh Lord, we want that crown of rejoicing. God, I think this one is going to be very sparsely given because so often do we allow offenses to slip in and cause division. 
Oh, forgive us of our lack of patience. Let us be reminded today that you're not willing that any should perish or fall away, but that all should come to repentance and everlasting life. Oh, Lord, let us continue to press on to the mark of the high calling, to endure all manner of heartache and heartbreak, to see the lost saved. He is a good father, and he is ever patient. Help us to rightly reflect that in every situation. But yet again, my friend, I take you back to the beginning because there is but one place to get his heart for his children. We can't maintain this heart in our own strength or wisdom. We will give up on them. But when we go back to the prayer closet and sit with Jesus, he brings us back to that place of humble repentance. He reminds us of who we were and all the times that we failed him. And he shows us our heart and he shows us his. And then he gives us strength to get back up again and go back out to find his children. And this concludes the crowns that are listed in scripture. Of course, we have no way of knowing if there are more rewards in heaven than what are mentioned. But we know for sure that these are made available to those who trust and believe the teachings of Jesus. So, Lord, we pray for understanding and for revelation We pray for patience and enduring and perseverance. We pray for understanding of our purpose to not settle in the wilderness, but to be determined to run this race to win it. That we not have to stand there on the day of judgment and watch somebody else pick up the crown that we put down. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.